Welcome to the Strategic Families Podcast, where we challenge families to be rooted in God's Word, energized with gospel-centered purpose, and activated on mission for His kingdom. Today's interview is going to be with a godly man that I call dad. Bruce Ray is a businessman and a godly man who has walked the journey of parenting so faithfully with his wife, my mother-in-law, Lynn Ray. And uh, the topic for today is going to be strategic planning and how that can prevent guilt and regrets and missed opportunities in our parenting. Um, He gets into the importance of um, your kids knowing the scriptures. Um, There's really a how-to plan in this episode of how to put down Uh, strategic planning objectives and priorities and plans on paper. Uh, So you might want to have a pen and paper available for this episode uh, to jot some things down. Uh, We also have a resource for you on the website that we'll refer to in this episode. Um, Thinking in advance about what you want your kids to know when they leave the nest, uh, an important part of this episode. And then uh, towards the end, talks about the value of having a mentor relationship and how to get going uh, with that. So this is a great episode and I really think that you're going to be blessed by it. So here it goes. Well, hey everyone. I am excited to welcome a man that I have admired for many years, Bruce Ray, onto the Strategic Families podcast. Uh, to me, he goes by dad. Dad, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Graham. I'm looking forward to this. Excellent. Well, Dad, Bruce Ray, uh, has been a man that I've admired for many years. We've known each other since 2006 when I started dating his daughter. And then uh, shortly after that, asked for her hand in marriage in 2007, and, and the rest is history. But really, Dad, Bruce Ray, is a man of deep faith in the Lord and deep reliance upon the Lord, which is the main reason that I wanted you to come on the podcast, Dad. But then also, Bruce is a businessman and knows a ton about strategic planning. And so that's our topic for today is just how we can apply the business principles of strategic planning into families and how we run our families and how we can be strategic and intentional for the Lord and uh, for the kingdom in our families and uh, really uh, help our families be on mission. So I'm excited to hear what uh, dad's going to share with us. So dad, if you could tell us, just give us a little bit of background of you know where you grew up and how many kids you have and when you got married and, and all that good stuff by way of introduction. Okay. Well, I grew up in Pittsburgh in Mount Lebanon and uh, went to school at Bucknell University where I met Lynn, my wife. And then we moved to New Jersey and we were there a short time and then uh, decided once we started to have kids to move to Rochester, New York, spent 27 years there, seemed like 27 years of boot camp with all the snow. And uh, we raised five kids there. And when the last one left, which was Katie, Graham's wife, we moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, and uh, four of the families moved down here also to get away from the winters. And um, one moved to San Diego. We had uh, 18, we have 18 grandkids. Many of them are living right around Charlotte here. Uh, But one of the families, Amy's family, moved to Grove City, Pennsylvania, and it John, the Marine, just retired from the Marines, and he's living in San Diego. So that's kind of where our family is at this point. 
Excellent. Now, I, that, that could have been a mistake, but it sounds like you said you had five children. Is that right? Yeah, we had five kids, and they and thanks to the Lord, uh, all five kids are serving the Lord, and they all married five Christian uh, strong spouses, Graham being one of them. Yeah, that, that, and that's another reason that I have respected you guys so much. There's just so few families that you hear of where um, all of the children are walking with the Lord and uh, married spouses that are walking with the Lord. And, and that's one of the reasons that I've sort of uh, adopted myself into your family and uh, have felt like family from day one. But uh, yeah, it's amazing. And I, and I would love to hear more just about your, you know, particularly your time in, in Rochester, uh, because I know that's where your own strategic family was formed. And you know, my understanding of the history, I, I know I wasn't there, but I feel like I was there. But my understanding is that, you know, in your job, you were working on a lot of strategic planning principles and mom, your wife, Lynn Ray sort of got a hold of that and said, hey, we can we can do some of this stuff with family. So I want to get to that in a minute. But first, could you just give us an introduction when we say strategic planning? Give us an idea of why, first of all, why do businesses engage in strategic planning? What's the value and, and why do they devote so many resources to it? Uh, strategic planning is, well, there's many, there's several different ways of going about it. But the one that we did at Kodak was you, the top management leadership worked on what were the four or five main priorities that they had or strategic priorities for the next five years. And, they, you know, they wrote that down and then they passed that down layer by layer. And each team in the organization, in the company would talk about and determine actions that they were going to do in order to support those strategic, those strategic priorities. And so you end up with the whole company focused on what is most important for the leadership and for the company, essentially instead of uh, everybody doing their own thing and and um, and never accomplishing what's really important, the big things. Wow, that is awesome. I, I, there's just so many parallels that we can use for you know how, how to be intentional with our families there. And what I love about what you said is just it's how someone someone at the top determines these are the most important things and this is what we need to be about. And uh, it doesn't mean that you can't do some smaller things, but if everybody's just doing their own things, you won't reach your strategic objectives. And I, I want to take that principle and start to tie it into families because I, I just love that. So give us an idea. Let's say that, you know, what's the problem? If someone said, uh, yeah, strategic planning, I mean, that sounds a little, <laughs> sounds a little much for the modern family. We, we barely have time to to, you know, get dinner on the table. What would you say to that? Like, what's the problem if we don't engage in in this strategic planning for families if we don't take the time to determine what's most important? The, the big thing is, and Lynn and I really didn't get into strategic planning until um, halfway through our raising our kids. Most of the reason is we weren't Christians until then, and then it became apparent that we need to be doing more. But the, the biggest problem with families is, and we saw it in ours, it's you rush through life, you do what you think everybody else is saying you should do, and uh, you get it all done, and you're taking them off to college, and you sit back and you say, you know, I wish we had taught them this, or, you know, that they were able to see how a Christian operates in a family, or how a Christian family operates, and you, you basically have missed it. It's too late. Once they, they go off to college or work, um, it's too late to 
regain the ground and um, you, you miss out on what was most important, especially what was most important for God to the purpose that he put us to here. And so if you never think about that and you just go along, it'll be too late and we won't be focused on what was important. Wow. That's, that's awesome. And you know, that, that's a moment I'll admit that I've thought about many times, you know, just understanding that once you're, once your kids leave the home, whether it's, you know, first job or moving away or apartment or college or whatever it is. Yeah. That, that our influence as parents, I mean, we still have some, but it, you know, if you could graph it, it would, it, it would decline significantly. And so that's one of the things we want to talk about on the podcast is think about that moment now and think about, okay, so what are we going to do in the meantime, while we're raising these precious children in our homes to be, as strategic as we can, as intentional as we can with the time we have with them to influence them for the Lord. So let's uh, look at practically what did that look like in your family? You've got five kids and uh, back then in the, in the seventies and eighties, you guys had plenty of things going on. And, and just like we do today, how did you, how did you work in strategic planning in your own families? What did that look like to prioritize the most important things and uh, to set your family on that trajectory? Well, what, let me let me kind of back up a little bit in that um, I was doing this, this strategic framework uh, at Kodak and helping the management to, to narrow in on what was important. And Lynn, uh, I have a very smart wife. Um, started to listen to what I was doing and seeing some of the videos and stuff and said, you know, why aren't we doing that with our family? And at that time, we were just, we were just becoming Christians. And so we, we started talking about that and said, yeah, why can't we do that with our family? So we started down that road and it was a little rocky at first, um, trying to get it straight and what we wanted to be doing. But, um, it gradually evolved so that we were, um, we had it down on paper and then we started to figure out, well, what do we do with all this? How do we make this come about? And that's when we started to, we started first with the family, uh, family time and on Sunday afternoons, which the kids didn't want to do in the first place, but after they got into it, uh, they started to appreciate it. And so um, we called that the family fun time. And we would do that every Sunday and, and get together and uh, we would play games and then we would um, ha have presentations. One of the things that I knew from business was presentation skills are critical and they just don't get a whole lot of that in, in school. So we started having the, each of the kids present a topic that they were interested in to our family and uh, they would take uh, five to ten minutes to present and so that kind of started it off and then we got uh, we decided to go uh, much deeper and so uh, at the time it was getting tough to get everybody together uh, at dinner time because the kids were in sports and all kinds of activities and we just didn't have a whole lot of time by the time I got home from work so Lynn said well let's get up earlier so we got up really early uh, before school and she would cook a great meal a nutritious meal and then we would pray for each other we go around the table and pray for the one next to them and then um, we would do vocabulary 
and we'd talk about what kind of things we were learning. Uh, we would review some scripture. So things like that, that we, we set aside the time and, um, and we had a great time with that, doing that in the morning. Uh, the kids would go out and deliver their papers and then and be back in time to have breakfast and, and have our, our time together at breakfast. So that was how we kind of got started with, well, this look, this works pretty good. So then we, we continued on from there of, uh, okay, what else do we need to do? So that, that's how we got started with it. I love that. One of the, one of the things I love so much about you laying out that framework for your family and that history is that, you know, I think a lot of times we, as parents, especially, you know, nowadays we think, man, if we're going to do family time, it's got to be, it's got to be big, you know, it's got to be a trip, you know, we got to spend a ton of money. Uh, it's got to be, there's got to be this wow factor and make these amazing memories and all this. And I think, you know, the, there's a place for all that. And I think that's wonderful when you can do it, but it really doesn't have to be that at all. And a lot of times you can shoot yourself in the foot. If you, if you wait for that moment, you could be missing so many opportunities, like, like what you said, just uh, you know, Sunday afternoons, it's, you know, it's not, um, it's not some big trip. It doesn't cost lots of money. It just requires intention. And for someone to say, okay, here's what we're doing on Sunday afternoon. And also, I love that you mentioned that there was some resistance. And I think, you know, as parents, sometimes I'll admit, sometimes I fold under resistance. I, you know, you don't like the resistance, but you, you push through and say, hey, kids, here's what we're doing. And it's good for you, even if you don't want to do it. And in time, they see the value because when you focus in on your family and point your kids to the Lord, you're going to breathe life into them and into your family. And I just, I, I love that you, I love that you guys started simple. Let's talk about, okay, so you, you laid out some of the, some of the things that, that you guys did logistically. What were some of the benefits, would you say, of, uh, you know, or maybe to put it in a different way, what might not have happened had you not had this family time? Uh, and what kind of things did you see in your kids that, you know, you think, wow, that was a result of, of us really diving into to our family life? One of the things we did, Graham, was um, one of our strategic priorities was really knowing the scriptures. And so we we engaged them in a, our church had a uh, Bible quizzing team. And so we engaged them. I became the coach and uh, each of our and our kids would uh, and their friends would all come and um, we would uh memorize a lot of scriptures and we did it as part of a bible quizzing is kind of a fun thing they have buzzers and you know they you ask questions and but as part of that um they have to buzz in uh, quickly in order to get points and um it ended up you you had to memorize a lot so some of them like for example amy and karen I, and katie um probably had, had at the time memorized all of Romans uh, as part of that as part of that game so it was a way that we knew that they needed to understand scripture and read it and really learn from it and uh, that was just a fun way for them and they got to compete and they did very well we went on to nationals so um, it was just a fun time with and with their their friends and our family to really learn the scriptures. Now, it wasn't all, I mean, there were some things that we missed along the way that that we, we started to pick up later, but one of them was uh, the core values that we wanted our children to have. 
and uh, that took a little bit longer for us to work on and uh, and start to instill in our kids. Uh, and I wouldn't say that we got to it soon enough. We it was later in the, our time together that we finally started to get around to the values part. But we learned that, um, and, and Graham, you've made this point several times that there were there were times that we we were um, just so busy with five kids taking them to all their different sports and, and music and and school activities and all kinds of stuff that we came to a point where you had to limit what you were doing. You couldn't do everything and still be able to uh, accomplish the strategic goals. So we had to start coming, cutting some of that out in order to do what was really important. And so, I mean, that was one of the things that we learned along the way is um, you, you just can't, you can't do everything that the world suggests that you do. Um, and it really wasn't that important. You know, I look back now and I realize that, yeah, yeah, I, I'm a great sports fan and, and they're all good in sports, but that wasn't the most important thing. I do think there's some value in sports. I'm not saying that, but they didn't have to be in every sport every season of the year. Uh, so we started to cut back on that kind of stuff and, and spend more time on other things that we wanted to accomplish. I love that. I think that's, I think there's just so much wisdom there because, you know, we, we think about the direct cost, how much money, you know, a sport costs or whatever, but sometimes what we don't think about is the opportunity costs, you know, when, uh, you know, everybody's engaged in, you know, every activity under the sun, that's fine to a degree, but then it also takes away from other activities such as time that we could spend, uh, as a family, eye to eye, doing things so we grow closer together, get to know one another better, and you know, be on strategic mission for the Lord together. So I, I think there's so much wisdom. I'm so glad you shared that. I was going to ask, and you already sort of answered it, but as you look back, are there are there other things that you think, you know, if I if I had it to do over again, I would have spent more time on you know X, Y, and Z, and and, and by way of advice to some. Uh, parents who are trying to figure this out now while their kids are in their home? Well, one of the things that I think about when you say that is um, um, if we were doing it all over again, I would have um, taken our family to more situations where we, as a family, um, got to see and help uh, the poor people, um, people that needed things, that needed help, um, we could have done more um, as a family, and so the kids would have seen that. And when they were, and when you guys are, you know, you and Katie and and others were are working with your kids, you would have seen the value of working with the poor or helping the poor, or helping people that aren't poor but just don't know the Lord. All those kinds of things that um, I wish we had done more as we went along. We did some. Um, uh, you know, went down to the missions and and, and all those kind of things. But um, I, I look back and say, I wish I wish I'd done more of that with our kids. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I I think uh, I think most families feel feel similarly. I mean, so many things that uh, can can take up our time, and we you know we can look back and think, you know, wow, how, you know, God has a special 
concern for the poor we see in the scriptures. And it's something that, you know, sometimes can be out of, out of sight, out of mind. I know that's been largely true for our family too. So thank you for that encouragement. I think that's, that's really wise. I also think that's one way that you grow together is when you serve together. And um, right. yeah, right. And, and that can just really help a family. Um, I mean, it is part of the mission of advancing the kingdom, but then it also allows us to grow closer to one another and closer to the Lord. So thank you for that wisdom. That's, that's awesome. Uh, so dad, let's turn now to you know, and you know, this is a uh, this is a setup question, obviously, because I I have used uh, your tools before. But could you just tell us, uh, give us an example of a tool that you would use if a you know let let's say a parent is listening and they say, "Well, this sounds great, but uh, <laughs> where do I start? I mean, just a blank piece of paper, or do I just sit down and talk with my husband or wife, or you know, where what what can they use to help them on this path to determining what's most important, and then uh, helping set their family on that trajectory. What would you recommend? Well, you have to, as, as we did with the strategic framework that I talked about at Kodak, you have to start at, at, the, at the top, which is where do you, where do, what do you want your kids to know and be um, by the time they leave the nest? And, um, and, and, Probably even more important, what what do we what is God's purpose for us? Why did He place us here? So you, you got to start out with um, um, thinking about what well, what is our strategy, what is the the, the plan that uh, we believe God has laid out for our family, our specific family, not just for all families, and then um, and that becomes your vision, and then then you got to start thinking, well, if that's our vision, then what is our mission for getting there? How do we, what steps do we need to take? What kind of short range things do we need to consider to achieve that strategic vision? And then, um, and then there's some talk about, well, what, what kind of values do you want them to have? And uh, we can talk a lot about that, um, but it's, it's basically what, you know, what kind of inner things do you want your kids to be able to to learn and, and abide by and, and have ingrained in them of how do you operate as a Christian in this world? What are the things that are most important that, that you will see as well as others will see and, and see the Lord in us? So that's the values part. And then you move over and you start talking about, well, okay, if that's our strategy and that's our mission and values, then let's let's condense all that into what are the top four or five priorities that we have in order to accomplish that and those are kind of categories um you know it's, it, what do you one category might be what do you uh, your spiritual uh, how you're going to grow spiritually and then another one might be how are you going to have fun as a family and the third might be financially what what are you going to do in order to accomplish this mission um, and then what kind of missions kind of work do you want to be doing? So there's, there's a number of different categories you can go through, but you want to end up with just four or five main categories that, that you will work on. Now, it doesn't mean you can't change those later on, but it's a good starting point. And then you, and then you start to say, okay, for each of those categories, what are the plans that we need to have? What kind of plans can we put in place in order to accomplish that category? 
as much as possible. And then finally, you you start to you get down to very specific. Um, you can make them one month goals or 90 day goals that would uh, be measurable, that you would know that you are accomplishing those plans, which in which ultimately accomplish the priorities and the strategic uh, in your strategy. So all that, and, and then what I do, and I learned this probably the hard way at Kodak, but um, is you need to be very concise with that. Because what we what I what we did was require to be on one page, and so that forces you to not get into a lot of wordy stuff, but to be very definitive of what are you really trying to do, and how are you going to do it. And that goes what what we use was a one page document that uh, listed all that stuff. On the top was the vision, and then underneath that was the mission. On the side were the values, and then we would move over to the right to priorities and plans and then measurable actions. And so in order for all that to fit on one page, you have to be very concise about what are you going to do. And so it, it, it does two things. One is it, it forces you to focus, um, but it's also easier to remember um, rather than a whole list of things. Uh, keep it, keep it simple. And, um, and then you can keep modifying that as you go along. So once you do the 90 day, 90 day action plans, you pick another set of action plans that will continue that um, from what you've done so that you're constantly working on the plan in front of you, but it's, it's a one pager. So it, it um, makes it simpler to read, understand, looks very organized and, um, and, it, and it will keep you on track. Uh, so we, found awesome. that we, we did that at work and I found out that that was quite useful for uh, when we were working with our family. Yeah, that's awesome. I, and I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, uh, you know, and I've, I've done one of those plans and they're so helpful. Uh, what if, you know, someone listens to this and says, yeah, it sounds like a lot of work. I mean, can I, you know, can I just have some like nice ideas in my head and, and just kind of go forward with it from there and talk to my spouse, what would you say, what, what's the value of, of taking the time to write it down? Well, anytime you write it down, you got to think. <laughs> I mean, it's not just stuff in the clouds and it, and, it's a, and it also will be something that you can keep in front of you at all times. So, I mean, you could post it on the wall or you could just bring it out at your family times and talk about it. Um, and it's a constant reminder, but it's, it's a simple way of, of getting something done. Um, I, I know when I used it at uh, Bank of America, it was, I would have uh, weekly meetings with my boss and I'd look at my chart and I'd go, Whoa, I better get moving on this. <laughs> I've, I've got to have something to talk about and something to show progress. So uh, it's it's also a tool for encouraging you saying we're we're actually getting somewhere oh, that's excellent it's funny you say that because just uh just recently at work i had a similar situation i had i had promised 15 of something and it, i was more than halfway 
uh, in terms of time. And I only had six. <laughs> so I thought, oh man, but you know, I mean, the reason I knew that is because it was written down and it's something you can refer to. So right, yeah, same, right. same principle here. And I know, you know, that, that strategic planning uh, chart that, that you referred to, we have that, we're, we have that up on our website at strategicfamilies.com. So people can, can access that and, and download it and, you know, get going and start to uh, take some time to be intentional with their families. And, you know, the way I look at it is, is an investment. Yes, it will take some time. There's no question about it, but it's an, but it's an investment. It'll take you a little bit of time now and just think of the benefits that you could reap later. If you actually sit down and think about what is, what are the most important things that we will make sure that our children know before they leave the home, what is our family going to be about? And rather than just going through life and, you know, hoping that things work out and, you know, just trying to take opportunities as they come, actually saying, no, we're going to make this happen. And this is what we're going to be about as a family. We're going to serve. We're going to love one another. Uh, we're going to fund together or whatever it is. And, and there's, if we stop to think about it and write it down, like you said, it forces us to, uh, to consider the most important things and to be concise and to, you know, I know a big thing for you, dad, is making sure that, you know, is, is that things are measurable. And because if they're not measured, it's hard to know whether you've achieved them. So um, that's an important piece of this as well. So anyway, thank you for sharing about that, that uh, strategic planning chart. I think it's really, really helpful. Uh, one other thing, Graham, it's, it sounds like a lot of stuff, but um, as you know, we were able to take a group of parents through this in one day. So uh, the reason I mentioned yes. that is, uh, and Lynn and I did this some of the time, uh, we would go away for a day. Uh, her her mother would come up and watch the kids and we would take off and go away. And that was our whole intention was to work on what are we going to be doing in the, you know, over the next year, the next two years. And this, this tool was, was helpful. I wouldn't say that we were the best at it, but, but it was helpful to, to put everything down instead of just, well, okay, well, we'll get to it. And, we know what we have to do, but that, that doesn't really help. Right. And, you know, one thing that, that I think I also wanted to ask you about uh, regarding the strategic planning document, I think I have a tendency of doing this. It's, it's easy. Some, well, it, it does take a little time to write down what the objectives are for your family and the strategies and things like that. Uh, but it can also it can be easy to spend that time and then to say, whew, man, that was a lot of time. And then just kind of get back to family life as normal and think that you've accomplished something when in reality, uh, what you did was talk about what you wanted to accomplish. And, you know, in other words, that's a long way of saying it's hard to stay the course sometimes. So what would be your advice for a family who, you know, maybe they've even started to write some of these things down and they're just struggling with, with maintaining the energy to keep their family on track? How, how would you help them stay the course? Well, it's just like in business. Um, you, uh, you have regular meetings with your boss and your bot. And the reason is to, to explain your progress. And so if you don't have any progress, you're in, you're in big trouble. Um, and so my advice is that you need to find a mentor, somebody that you, you trust that you know is a strong Christian, knows the scriptures, 
that is going to hold you accountable and, and that will check in with you every so often or you have dinner together or you you get to know them somehow and uh, but the, but the whole point is you want somebody to hold you accountable and 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 by that I don't mean in a, a harsh way but more of uh, uh, well how did you do on this and you know why did you think it was important in the first place and 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 it isn't now or those kind of questions of just trying to uh, I'm going to say prod I don't know if that's the right word but a way of um, helping them to stay on the course to stay the course um, so that uh, even if you, you fail the first time or second time or third time um, it, you've brought it up again and there's somebody that's that's trying to help you through that sometimes they have some great suggestions on well that didn't work but why don't you try this so a, a good mentor is is very valuable oh, i couldn't agree more dad i mean there is so much power when one of the person, especially a person that you trust and who knows the Lord and who wants the best for your family, there's so much power in that person just taking your own desire and sort of putting a mirror up to it. That's all they're doing is saying, hey, you said this. I'm just repeating what you said and trying to check in on you. And, you know, there's there's no judgment there at all. There doesn't need to be any kind of condemnation or anything, but just, hey, this is what you said. And I'm here to to remind you that it's important. And, um, and I, I love what you said about, you know, meeting with your boss. And that's true. I mean, that you have those regular meetings, because if you don't have those regular meetings, you know, very little can get accomplished. So I 100% agree with your, your challenge uh, there to, to have a mentor, especially for younger families. And actually, I, I didn't plan on asking this. But since you mentioned it, Dad, I think this is such an important point. Briefly, what you know, let's say there's a young young family out there and, and they don't have a mentor and they think, oh, that's, that's actually a pretty good, good idea. How do they go about it? How would you recommend they, they find uh, a, another couple that could mentor them? You know, the funny part is um, there are lots of older people. I'll just say older, maybe that's not the, but, it, but it, older people that would love to mentor younger people. And um Yet um, people are afraid to ask, and uh, it's it's um, I think it's the work of the of the of Satan. But they don't want you to know um, or get advice from somebody that has gone through it. And so um, it's it's a matter of asking people, and they'll tell you if they don't have the time or don't want to. But for the most part, and the ones that I've mentored, uh, mentored or the people that I know that are mentors love to be asked they they've been through a lot of this and so they they love to to engage with let's say the next generation and be able to impart maybe some wisdom along the way oh that's fantastic i remember and dad you may remember this at our church where uh the the pastor who was preaching that day he uh, he asked the congregation he said if you are a mature christian and you'd be willing to pour into someone else, would you please stand up? And then you had this, you know, so many people just kind of popped up throughout the room. And then he stopped and said, hey, those of you who are newer in the faith, look around. These are people that could mentor you. And it was this really powerful moment. And I I just, I love that. And I think, man, how cool would that be if, you know, throughout the the church of Jesus Christ, the, the true faithful church of Christ, if we had uh, if we connected those who have gone before those who 
have been there, done that, especially in the realm of parenting, who've raised kids faithfully and who have learned some lessons. And of course, the, you know, they're not perfect people, but they're people who have learned a ton um, like you and mom are just amazing uh, saints and, and uh, you know, those who have learned so much about parenting and have so much to teach. If we could connect those people with, with the, the folks who are currently going through some of these struggles right now, I feel like we could pass on so much wisdom. And that's honestly, I mean, that's, that's one of the biggest reasons I wanted to have this podcast was to talk to folks like you so we could just sort of sit at your feet and say, man, this, that is gold right there. And, and I want to raise my kids that way. And um, so I love that you said that. I think it, it, yeah, it's just a, it's a simple question and what an honor uh, I feel like it would be for, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but if, you know, if you had a, someone who was a younger family come up to you and say, Hey, can you teach me? Uh, that, that sounds like it would be an honor to be on the receiving end of that. It, it is an honor. It's a, it's a huge honor. Well, that's awesome. Okay. So uh, this, this will be our last question, dad, but what advice would you give to parents who, you know, again, you've got so many parents these days feel like it, they're just rushing from activity to activity. And I, and I think it's been that way for years, but especially now there's so there's music and there's sports and there's dance and there's, you know, uh, extracurriculars, all kinds of stuff, school, homework, and, you know, sometimes just getting dinner on the table is, it feels like a stress. And so, you know, this all sounds great, but some folks might think, well, this is, you know, this is for someone who has loads of time. I don't have loads of time. How would you, how would you address that? And, and, you know, just sort of emphasize the importance of, of taking this time to be strategic with their families. Well, I, I'm going to put it in, uh, you know, what Lynn and I went through. Um, when we dropped our first child off at college, we had a, a very sober moment on the way home of, did we really uh, accomplish what we should have accomplished? Uh, did she learn what she should have learned? Did she see all the things that we wanted her to know? Did she see us um, in our faith? Did she see us praying? Did she you know, saw the, the whole Christian life, not just part of it, um, all those things. And so um, if you're wondering about whether this is important or not, just think about what you want your kids to leave with. And, and isn't that, um, besides Jesus, isn't that the most important thing, one of the most important purposes that he has put us on this, on this, in this world is to teach the next generation and not just physical things and not just sports, but, but life, life in him. And, and you only get a few short years to do that. You're going to, everybody's going to find that out. We are, uh, Lynn and I have found that out. And, um, and it starts all over again with the grandkids. So um, it's just, it's just a huge thing that we gloss over too much and, and miss it. Oh, that's amazing. What a, what a powerful statement, um, you know, to, to think about that moment and how important um, it is to, to invest well and wisely the time that we have, the few short years that we have with our kids. That's, that's excellent. Uh, Dad, I said that was our last question, but I do have one more for you. Scripture, what scriptures come to mind that, you know, what, what scriptures have most influenced your parenting? Well, there's... Um... 
gee, there's a whole bunch of them, Graham, but I'll just, I'll keep it to two. Uh, and they're familiar ones. Um, Matthew 6, 33, which is, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be given and his righteousness and all these things will be given unto you. Um, another one is John 14, 6, which says, I am the way, the truth and the life and no one comes to the father but through me. So he is the way and he is the truth and he is the life. Th those two just stir in me often of, um, you know, wh why are we here and who, who is really uh, the one we want to follow? You know, I, I just want to say one other thing, Graham, which is um, we, a couple years ago, I'm sure you probably remember it, Graham, but a couple years ago, we had a family reunion at a lake house up in uh, Gaston, North Carolina. Uh, not Gaston, but Gaston Lake. We were all sitting together down by the lake and it was a Sunday and um, my son Dan was uh, preaching uh, a sermon and all the kids, all of our kids and all our grandkids were, were sitting there listening intently as, as he did that. And, and it was the same during the worship. Graham, you were playing the guitar. They were all worshiping the Lord. Um, and so for me, it was just this wonderful moment of looking around and saying, wow, Lord, look at what you have produced. And uh, all our kids and, and our grandkids worshiping you and, and wanting to, not just sitting there and saying, oh, I got to be here. And they, they wanted to be there. And so what a memory that was for me and, and is saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you have done. And I, and I won't say that it's because Lynn and I were just great parents. It was just, we, we are amazed at what God has done. So I'll leave it at that. Well, I, I do remember the moment. It was amazing. And, and you know, that's when I think of uh, our vision for our own family, it, it looks pretty much exactly like, like what you guys have done. And I know you're always so quick to point to the Lord. And that's one of the things I love about you and mom. Uh, but he used you in mighty and powerful ways. And the rest of us are just amazed at your faithfulness over so many years. So I uh, thank you so much. I just love the wisdom that you've shared with us and with the listeners. You've, you've really hit home how critical it is to uh, take these years seriously and invest them uh, for our families, for the kingdom. So grateful for your time, Dad. Thank you so much. And uh, I, I hope that so many of our listeners can take these to heart and, and take some action for their families so that his kingdom would be built and that he would be glorified. So thank you so much. Well, thanks for asking, Graham. That was, that was a real pleasure. Well, I hope that you were as blessed by the wisdom from Bruce Ray as I was and have been over so many years. Uh, what a godly man, so much to teach us all, especially those of us who are still in the mix of it, how to be strategic with our families. So, uh, Dad, thank you so much for taking the time and sharing all that wisdom with us. If you would like more information on how to become a strategic family, please visit our website, strategicfamilies.com. We've got some great resources there for you to just download for free. And we'd love to hear from you. If 
you're on mission to be a strategic family. Thanks so much. Have a great week.